Hey, it's your host Omar. Hey, it's your host Omar. And welcome to the Curiosity Project. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not good. bad. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. I watched uh, this documentary on Netflix. It's about Muhammad Ali's life and it's mainly a narrative from his perspective. I've seen other ones in, in the past. Okay. But this one's more based on interviews with him plus uh, interviews with his trainers and his friends and colleagues that met him through oh, nice. his, his life from going back right from the 60s when he won the first Olympic gold medal and all the way up to when he developed Parkinson's, so up to the late 80s. What's it uh, called? I Am Ali. So and it came out in 2014. I didn't realize it came out in 2014. No way. And there's lots of there's one thing I liked about it that he when he used to because he's got because he was married I think about three or four times. Mm. So he's got a, a number of kids. And uh, whenever he used to phone up uh, any of his, his children, he used to tape record the conversation on a cassette. And really? then he 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 did say that he mentioned it to one of his daughters. And then basically they've got all these conversations. Uh, as uh, uh, as like a, an album, basically a conversation did with he your say dad. Why he was doing that? No, he was recording it. He goes, "You would look back on this, and you would you will have these memories." So he when... did it for memories. Yeah, he, he did didn't it for... do it for legal no, no, purposes. He did he? It. Okay, he, he wasn't taping his kids, so he did it for. <laughs> so he would phone up his daughter because uh, they were living far away, or he was in a training camp, or he had gone to like when he was in Africa and Zaire sure. training. So he was away for a lot of time in training and then he didn't get a chance to spend time with his kids. And his mother-in-law and father-in-law raised a couple of his kids while they were away a lot. So he used to, whenever he used to call them, he used to record the conversation and then send the, the cassettes to the kids. Mm. So they had the record of that conversation, which I thought was quite quite a good idea to How do. How interesting. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think one, one of the things that I do know is that unfortunately Muhammad Ali left quite a few of his children uh, in poverty. Yeah, that was, uh, I was reading that afterwards. A lot of them ended up in poverty because the final wife he married, somehow she inherited a lot of uh, the assets and the name and the, yeah. and the other, the kids from the, the first Muhammad two, Ali estate. Yeah, the Muhammad Ali estate went to the last Wife, and the children from the first two marriages ended up in a, uh, were a lot po uh, well off compared to the the last uh, the, the kids from the last wife. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely really concerning. I mean, this is quite common though because I remember you mentioning in a pre previous episode uh -huh. that Bruce Lee's uh, family yes were left in very similar yeah, conditions. Yeah, similar conditions. Um, but then again, Bruce Lee only what was he thirty two when he died? Yes, he was thirty two. Yeah. yeah, terrible. Terrible, terrible. So how's your week been? Well, yeah, you know what? It's not been too bad, actually. Okay. Um, so a little snippet for some stuff to come. Okay. Uh, we've got a, um, uh, a, a a collaboration with Nikon. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Coming up. Yeah. And uh, all the kit came earlier this week. And you've been taking photos, haven't you? I've been uh, I've been testing it. You've been testing it. I've been te I've been doing the testing. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really great. Uh, you you guys are all going to really enjoy it, and I know we're going to enjoy enjoy putting it together. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that I've I've been I've been doing that actually aside from my work. Um, so that's been really quite exciting. Uh, I also managed to knock out a book this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, which I've which uh, was was actually really really fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoyed it. It was called yeah. How Asia Works by Joe Studwell. Okay. Um, so what one of the things that's really eluded me is how the Asian economies and the way that their markets work. Okay. Uh, so what this book does is it analyzes, I think, 
uh, is it nine? Yeah, uh, nine Asian countries, and it understands how these countries work independently from one another, okay. and how they worked um, uh, uh, intravenously to one another. Okay. Uh, so, for example, the um, uh, the author um, Joe Studwell he analyzes how these countries, why certain countries have. Uh, undergone extraordinary amounts of prosperity mm -hmm. and why others have unfortunately lagged behind okay and he explains it in a very eloquent and easy to understand fashion okay nice. but he doesn't miss out on any of the detail or any of the uh weight of the discussion okay very 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 much recommend that book sure okay and uh one of the other interesting things that i've been uh really fascinated by is awesome. the success that spacex okay. uh, has had with their recent launch. Yeah. Uh, where they managed to dock with the space station. And it was one of the first uh, commercial launches by a private company after NASA. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Interestingly, uh, so so SpaceX has, has actually done quite a few. But the first manned one, wasn't it? Um, I'm sure it was the first manned one. I... I don't think so, because uh, I'll tell you why. Because okay. Falcon Heavy, uh, which was the same ship, yeah. uh, uh, that that lifted off in two thousand and nineteen, I think, so a year ago. Okay, uh, and that was manned. Okay. Uh, this was the first um, commercial flight that managed to dock with the space station. Okay, so it was the first commercial flight. Okay, yeah, and then that kind of got me thinking. Uh, one of the things that I've heard quite quite a lot within debates mm -hmm. is why are we spending so much money on space exploration yeah. when we've got so many problems here mm -hmm. that we need to address? Yeah. Why on earth are we talking about little green men um, in, in space? Yeah. Why aren't we investing that money that we're spending on space programs mm -hmm. and exploration mm -hmm. And investing that here where we, we can stop people dying, we can yeah. stop poverty and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think space exploration is a good thing or do you think it's a bad thing? Do you think it's a wasteful thing? No, no, I definitely think it's a good thing. Even when you're going back to the early days from when they were first trying to get um, satellites. Yeah, in the 60s where we were a Sputnik. And trying to get the first satellite into space, satellites have enabled mankind to be able to, like, uh, advance technology and improve the way uh, we run the world in terms of, uh, uh, sorry, weather satellites, uh, information satellites, enabling us to share information and data quicker. So it's helped improve the the advancements. Of man, but then also with when they started the space station and setting up the space station, and then uh, and the sorry NASA with the shuttles and stuff, and uh, doing experiments in space. So research and technology and biotechnology was developed in the. You'll be able to do these experiments in geo. Um, sorry, uh, zero gravity enable you to do certain experiments which you can't do on Earth and replicate that and uh, scientific advancements in certain medicines and drugs that have been developed in space and and also the technology that they use in order to support astronauts and the offshoots of that technology is being brought back to earth and in, in advancing certain fields here on back on back on earth so definitely overall i do think space exploration is needed and it helps um improve 
the quality of life and it helps improve advancements within earth that you can from from exploration yeah couldn't agree more if i'm completely honest couldn't agree more and but but you know what the question that really stuck in my head Mm -hmm. was that when people say why are we spending so much money yeah um on space exploration i kind of thought for a second i was like how much money are we spending yeah um well i don't think britain is actually spending any money on space exploration so when i mean we i mean america (laughs) yeah america usa and russia uh space it's uh, i can't talk about russia okay uh because we don't know how much they spend yeah yeah uh you know they 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 don't disclose that information no Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about a transparent relatively transparent government um the usa yeah so the usa spends as we know has the biggest defense and military budget in the world yeah they spend a lot on that yeah um do you know how much they spend not offhand Okay, yeah, so exactly. so they spend uh, more than the following ten countries combined. In in terms of military, in terms of yep. their defense budget. Yep, I can. I, I have a feeling they they would tend to do that. Yep. Yeah. So they they, yeah. they 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 spend more than the following ten countries combined. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what the space exploration and NASA budget is? N- yeah. How much is it? How much? So if you were to take. A hundred percent of the defense budget. Yeah. One percent of that defense budget is what they spend on NASA. Okay. One percent. One percent. Okay. So that's crazy. That's, yeah. So that it's actually scales, not a lot of money. It's not that much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just run, like, let's say like an ROI thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a return on investment. Yeah. Yeah. You are getting a huge amount of return mm-hmm. because of space exploration. Just like you mentioned, yeah. we've got GPS. Yeah, GPS. We're yeah. able to communicate with each other over the phone. Yeah. It's unbelievable. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't have, if we didn't have space exploration, and if that 1% wasn't given over there, yeah, we wouldn't have that. No. Exactly. Now, I, I do believe that back then, in the 60s, in the 70s, the budget was actually a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that we've, come down a little bit yeah the nasa's back spending back then in the 60s and 70s would be would have been yeah much particularly more. due to the due to the race that was happening yeah. between the u.s and, the, and the russia compa- yeah because the two superpowers were competing against each other they were spending uh offsetting each other and trying to compete in, yeah. in the first man to into space then the first man to the moon yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely and um but th- this is this is the thing um, so firstly, the, the whole argument with people who are saying that, why are we spending so much money over there? That is a moot point. Mm. It, no, mm. it doesn't make any sense because yeah. we're not spending a lot of money. It's not that much. No. no. Uh, if, if anything, if that money goes in, into other industries, it wouldn't have much effect for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd be losing out in significant technology advancements later on down the road. Yeah. So I think that that's a moot point to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned a few things uh, before um, about why you believe that space exploration is important. Yeah. Um, There are some very, very typical examples that people bring up. Mm -hmm. People say new technologies. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, People say research. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, stellar research. Mm-hmm. Going out into the stars, yeah, sending yeah. rovers out. 
Yeah. Whether it's uh, whether it's um, a curiosity rover, <laughs> searching for life. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. not not even searching for life. Uh, searching for bioavailability. Yeah. For example, mm-hmm. or trying to make our understanding of the stars and the planets better. Yeah. Or trying to understand the um, uh, germological makeup of a planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like mm-hmm. for example, because of the rovers. We now understand that Mars once had water. Yeah, or frozen, uh, frozen water as well. Like there was like sea. Apparently, Mars had seas as well. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. one time. Um. So, which means that it's it's capable of sustaining life. Yeah. If you um, uh, um, if 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 you undergo an environmental change over there, uh, do you know what Elon Musk um uh, says that we should do with Mars? Is to uh, sorry, uh, to create an atmosphere. Is yeah, it? well, not yeah. even to create an atmosphere, to yeah. change the atmosphere. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of what that's called. Um, it'll come to me later. Okay. But what he says is that we should get nuclear bombs. Okay. And drop them on the poles of Mars. Okay. And that should be enough craziness where to it should start. change the entire atmosphere wow. and the entire environment of Mars. Yeah. Where it can now sustain life. Okay, so accelerate it, basically. Yeah. Few yeah. problems with that, uh-huh. i.e., nuclear bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Nuclear waste, <laughs> nuclear which kills waste. us. Yeah. Go to Chernobyl <laughs> and understand what happened there. Uh-huh. So that's obviously really, really important. You know, mm. the new technology, the research. Yeah. Um, here's something else that I actually found, which is really important. One of the biggest risks for us mm-hmm. as, a, um, as a population yeah. is asteroids. Yeah. Yeah, as- there's always a threat of a large asteroid uh, hitting Earth. Yeah, I've always heard about. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a really really big problem because the last time that happened, uh, it kind of wiped out um, uh, everyone the, on the planet. The dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. It, it wiped out the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> you know, uh, make with that as you will. But yeah. With the with the uh, way that we're able through Hubble telescope and through mm-hmm. through I th- I don't think Hubble's around anymore actually yeah um, I, think I think it I think it got decommissioned, decommissioned yeah a while ago I think um but through the technology yeah. that we've got through the satellite technology on Earth and through yeah. the satellites we've got around the Earth uh, we're able to keep track of these asteroids mm-hmm. uh, to understand where they are what their tracks are going to yeah. be um and how we can deal with that yeah I know. yeah mm-hmm. you know whether it's you know, Star Wars style. Yeah. And so, fire a laser at them. Yeah, there was one method, I think it was the Star Wars program, I think when Ronald Reagan was in power in mm. America, they were developing that but it was a anti weapon system as a defence mechanism, the Star Wars system, to for the defence of the USA. So if any attack was launched uh from Russia, they would be able to uh take out those weapons for yeah. using laser satellites in space. Good lord! But then you could also use it as a, a defense mechanism mechanism to defend against meteor strikes on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I mean, look, here's a here's a scary thing. It's not a matter of if an asteroid is going to hit the, uh, the it's planet. It's when. It's when. It's when. It's That's literally happen. all it is. Yeah. Uh, because I know the most famous one is where it took out the dinosaurs. Yeah. But there have actually been a few more occasions in the history of this planet. Yeah. Where um, an asteroid has hit the, has hit Earth and it's resulted in mass extinction. Mm-hmm. That's scary stuff. Yeah, it is scary. You know, right now we're all concerned about Donald Trump and coronavirus. And pandemics at yeah, the moment. Exactly. But, but that could be the next big thing. Yeah, all it yeah. takes is 
uh, for NASA to come out and say that um, uh, we've got an asteroid the size of Pluto coming towards us. Armageddon. Armageddon style. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to send Bruce Willis down there. <laughs> and, and, a um, and a crew. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to start singing Aerosmith songs. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, that that's obviously um, uh, an issue. Mm-hmm. But an issue that can be prepared for through funding yeah. and, and, and space and exploration yeah. and research. Yeah. Um, another really common thing. Exploration, just general exploration. Mm. One of the things that makes us human is we like to explore. Yeah, ma- man's... Uh, or, uh, Mankind. Hu- human nature. Yeah, you need to be careful. Yeah, no. <laughs> no human nature is the, the need to explore. Go further than anyone has ever done before. Go high, like cl- climbing mountains, go d- deep sea exploration. Yep. And then now, obviously, space exploration is yep. the next boundary where we can go to the furthest point, find... Be the first person to ever find that aspect or that um, new planet that no one else has ever been to. You know what? I feel as though that what we're doing here kind of encompasses this entire point. Yes, similar. Yes, similar. The whole thing is called the Curiosity Project. Yeah. And that's because we're curious people. Yeah, you want to be able to find out new things that you didn't know. And then also share that knowledge with other people. Very much so. Yeah. And I mean, you know... Obviously, we're answering questions here. We're we're answering questions like, uh, you know, is foie gras good? Is for you? foie gras good for you? Yeah. Uh, is um, uh, <laughs> or is it ethically right? Yeah. Um, you know how how do you deal with um uh, um how, how do you increase your mental strength? Yeah. Um, is mineral water uh, an interesting substance? Um, you know, th- yeah. we're 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 doing things like that, but when it comes to space exploration. They're answering, they're doing the same job that we're doing, but on, but a, on a far bigger scale. Much bigger scale. Yeah, on yeah. a far bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's the thing. Um, I can guarantee you, if we had the kind of budget that they had, <laughs> you know, naturally, what you do is you look to the stars. Yeah, you go further, further afield, yeah. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson um, made a really great statement once. Are you familiar with uh, Neil deGrasse yes, Tyson? Yes, yeah. You've mentioned uh, him a few times before. I have, he, I have. He's one of your favourite guys. He's, he's a very, very prolific uh, astrophysicist, Yeah. Uh, which unfortunately has really fallen ill uh, towards the definition of a celebrity scientist. Okay. Uh, which is abso- absolute nonsense. Mm. Uh, I think Carl Sagan kind of fell into that as well with his little blue dot yeah. um, thing. But... Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson is really, really famous because he sounds like Mufasa. Mufasa. You know, from The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this real, you know, does uh, he Earl, sound like, Earl Jones. Like, does he sound like The Lion King? Yeah. Okay. You know, you know the guy who did the voice yeah, of yeah, Mufasa? The voice. Um, I think Mufasa. his name was Earl Jones. Okay. So uh, he sounds, sounds like just him. like him. Okay. He's got a very deep, rich, voice. really lovely voice to listen to. Okay. Um, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it very easy for people to listen to him when he's describing very monotonous things. Okay, yeah. And he he kind of encompassed why we're explorers. And he said that um, when I look into the sky, Mm -hmm. I see stars. Yeah. I see galaxies. I see planets. Mm -hmm. I see the Milky Way. Yeah. I see the universe. Yeah. Now, when you think about things like that, Mm -hmm. it can make you feel small. But he said, I feel big. Okay. Because when I look into the universe, I realize that my atoms 
have come from those planets. Yeah, so he's looking for uh, his where he originated from, his origins. Possibly. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, is that the creation of life is happened out there. from the Big Bang. Yeah, the Big Bang theory. You know, it, it, it happened because there was an extreme concentration of matter mm-hmm. that exploded yep. and created hydrogen, nitrogen, carbon. Yeah. You know, these are the ingredients for all, life. All the elements that you need to create life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are we are carbon creatures. We are made mm. of carbon. That's yeah. really what we're made of. Yeah. Um, and that's why that when people say, "Are we alone?" It's the most unbelievable question I've ever heard. Because number one, um, do you know how many how many stars there are approximately? I would say billions. I don't know. Okay, that that's that's actually probably in our galaxy. Okay. Yeah. Billions of stars. Yeah. Um, in the universe, there's about a hundred billion galaxies. Yeah. And each galaxy See, has... has got about a hundred billion stars yeah. in it. Yeah. So it's unbelievable. So it's in unquantifiable. Yeah. Almost unquantifiable. And each star mm-hmm. has probably got a couple of planets around it. Yeah. So we're talking about almost an infinite number of planets. Yeah. We are made of carbon. Mm-hmm. The most abundant element in the universe is carbon it's carbon it's everywhere yeah <laughs> it's literally everywhere. the most abundant element yeah. in the universe mm-hmm. of course there's life out there if you say there isn't life out there then you're a maniac yeah, it doesn't make sense that we could be the only planet with a, a life entity yeah with intelligent life yeah intelligent life of course there must be of course there is mm. you're telling me that earth is the only um uh, is the only um, planet out there with the right distance from its star to be able to, to sustain, sustain water. life out of that many stars, out yeah. of that many solar systems. Are you absolutely insane? Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. No. And that's the thing, you know, there's this connection between the universe and us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's almost, I know it's very scientific and boring, but it's actually quite romantic. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel that connection between your universe and yourself, and you understand that everything is connected in the synergistic loop. Mm-hmm. You really want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. You want to learn more about this universe that you share yeah. your DNA with, that you share those atoms with. No, there's, there's, there's. I can understand where you're coming with the ro- the romance element because there's like a there's a balance going on between our the gravitational pulls between the sun and the different planets and and the way they've been balanced at a certain distance and the orbits and the way we orbit around the sun and the way we pivot on our axes it's like there's a almost like a a romantic dance going on between the, the between the different planets and absolutely and the sun in absolutely. order to stay in balance i mean that's the thing is 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 the key word here uh, is unison yeah Everything is in this perfect unison and balance. And when there is no balance, that is then replaced by a extraordinary event. Like a black hole. Could be a black hole. Yeah. Or it could be um a nebula. Uh, well, Not a nebula, sorry. Well, um, a nebula is a galaxy. A galaxy but, um, when a star explodes. Uh, that would be a supernova. Supernova, yeah, that's but, it. But a supernova will typically... Uh, if a star is big enough mm-hmm. to supernova, uh, then we are looking at a black hole. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- crazy, crazy things yeah. happen. I mean, here's something nuts. Uh-huh. Um, I saw a picture uh, from Hubble uh, a few years ago, and um, it was of 
the universe, part of the universe. Okay, a section of the universe. Part of the universe. Yeah. And the Milky Way was like this little, little speck. Okay. In one, okay. It was this tiny speck. Yeah. And then we had Andromeda. Yeah. Which was just above us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andromeda is our closest galaxy. Nearest second galaxy, yeah. Yeah. The, the closest galaxy to the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see in this picture the lights, all of the lights. And they look like stars, but they're not stars. Mm-hmm. They're galaxies. They're other galaxies, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which have billions, hundreds of billions of stars in them. Yeah. And they're emitting this light. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in the far right hand corner, mm-hmm. there's this bright light. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which looks like a huge galaxy. Yeah. Now I need you to remember this. Yeah. Each of those lights is an entire galaxy. Yeah. Okay. And then I kind of asked somebody, I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What's that? That bright light over there. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's a black hole. Okay. That black hole was emitting light. enough light to drown out an entire galaxy. That's massive. That must be massive black hole. Not yeah. a massive black hole. Uh-huh. A hot black hole. A hot black hole. I know it sounds crazy. Okay. Think of a black hole yeah. as a disc. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That spins. Yeah. Okay. This disc is spinning like a madman. Yeah. It's sucking things into it. Yeah. Okay. It's sucking light. Into, Nothing can escape. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When things, when something spins, mm-hmm. what does it do? What do you mean? A suck. When when something is spinning at a really really fast rate. Yeah. What does it do? Does it get cool or does it get hot? No, it's going to get hot. It's going to generate hot. a lot of heat. A lot of heat. And what yeah. does heat normally generate? Um, it's going to generate like uh so when something gets uh gets super hot like a light bulb what does it emit light light loads of light yeah yeah so it becomes incandescent yeah so it starts emitting this huge amount Amount of light light outwards so much light that the Mm -hmm. definition of the black hole actually changes okay it's now called a blazar a blazar yeah okay that's a new one so it goes from a quasar oh quasar i've heard of yeah to a blazar blazar and a blazar emits so much light that mm-hmm. if you take a picture of it, yeah. you can no longer see the entire galaxy. Okay. so It, that has, it is emitting light. so much light, that one black hole, that it drowns out hundreds of billions of stars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this, number one, because it's interesting. Yeah. And number two, because I, it's things like this that make the galaxy and the universe in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. That is going on Over in one there. side. Yeah. Something else is going on mm-hmm. in the other side. Yeah. Okay. And it takes us about a, a billion years to find out that that's actually happened. Yeah. It's a billion years because to the, Because the light takes to, so yeah, long to, to, take, tra- to get to, to us. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. Like, mm-hmm. how can you know that this is happening without being interested in thinking, I want to know more about that now? Yeah. It's in our blood. Mm-hmm. It's in our DNA yeah. to be explorers. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we can really relate to that because Definitely. this whole podcast that we're doing is exploration. Yeah, it's searching out and finding new ways of improving your life. Absolutely. Because, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to those people who say, oh, all right, fine. You're saying that technology has come out of space travel. Mm-hmm. Go and name something then. Yeah. All right. I will. <laughs> okay. Solar panels. Yes, solar panels. Yeah. They came from space travel. Mm-hmm. We would not have solar panels if it wasn't because of 
space travel. Space exploration, okay. yeah. Um, uh, pacemakers. Believe the, it or not. The ones uh, people using the hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Heart monitors. Heart monitors, yeah. They came from space travel. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer. Cancer treatments. Believe it or not, light-based cancer treatment were developed in... was developed as a result of technology that was created mm-hmm. uh, for uh, space exploration. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, for, this is a... Cr- the, the other one you haven't mentioned is f- uh, dry food, freeze-dried food. Because the astronauts used to... That's been developed from space food, basically. Was that developed through space food? Yeah. Because I, 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 I read something uh, that said that uh, space exploration adopted uh, that from uh, from the food market. You're saying there's spin-offs from, from NASA, basically. Really? Yeah. So um, Dried uh, food. Um, a dehydration yeah. of food was yeah, a dehydr- space thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, here's another crazy one uh, that uh, a lot of people don't realise. Mm-hmm. Cordless tools. Cordless tools. Grills. The, the cordless Screwdrivers. stuff, they need it on the space shuttle. Yeah. yeah. That all came from space travel. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness me. Okay, here's, here's, a, here's, a cra- here's a couple of crazy ones. Um, lightweight, high temperature alloys that we, that we use in cars yeah. and we use in aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. That did not exist before, before space travel. Yeah. If, if that wasn't found through space travel, we wouldn't have the, um, uh, uh, the, the great aeroplanes that we have today. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have the high performing vehicles that we yep. have today. Here's another one. The camera technology that's used in it, your mobile phone. In the phone is from yeah. space travel. It's from yeah. space travel. Yeah. The other one was um, scratch resistant lenses. On on glasses that you well, wear. like gorilla glass and stuff like that. Yeah, it was d- developed in space. Wow, it's a, all of these things that we I, take for granted on yeah. a daily basis. And you touched on it earlier. CAT scans, space program needs uh, pretty good digital imaging. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, digital imaging. So uh, things like light therapy, scan, CAT scans, uh, radiography. It's nuts. Yeah, honestly, it's surprising stuff. Um, Water purification systems that we're using even today uh, came from, from many, many years ago uh, through, um, uh, through space travel. The other one, you, uh, we've touched on this in the past. You know, Nightcare trainers, uh, they use um, some of the construction methods from uh, NASA used to use in building their suits. And that technology has been used in, in developing uh, the, the trainers. Oh, that was the waffle sole, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the waffle sole. Um, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It really, really is nuts. I mean, things that we take for granted on a daily basis. Uh, here's something that's quite interesting. Uh, there's a satellite uh, out there. I can't remember the exact Mm -hmm. name, but there is a satellite, you know, for those people who say, but okay, fine, you know, okay, sure. I can snap a few pictures and cancer and all that sort of stuff. We can now treat it because of space. That's not good enough for me. You know, how yeah. are we helping people and saving lives on a mass? Yeah. There is poverty happening on this planet. Yeah. How do we solve that then? Yeah. Okay, monsieur. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen here, Inspector Cluzo. <laughs> Here's something for you. Yeah. There's a satellite out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which um, it, it was spent, I think, $800 million 
was spent on the development of this satellite. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what this satellite does is it flies above the Earth, and it tracks the ground. Okay. Okay. And it understands which areas are going to be able to gr- are going to be able to um, be fertile. Yeah. To grow crops. Okay. And which are not. Okay, so it's analyzing at a geo level. Yeah, it's going deep. Yeah, and then it relays that information, mm-hmm. and in particular, in places where it's quite difficult and quite erratic in its growth, Africa. Mm-hmm. It then relays that information, and then the farmers can adjust and sort their soil out. Mm. You know, okay. they can say, "Oh no, this is going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem," and they yeah. can adjust. Yeah, and they can understand what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, that has actually, um, uh, it's almost unquantifiable, the benefit that that, that has had. Mm-hmm. But it has saved lives. It has saved millions of lives, yeah. tens if not hundreds of millions of lives, mm-hmm. by uh, allowing communities to be self-sustaining yeah. and to be able to enjoy their crop. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something interesting. People hear the, t- uh, the, the, the budget $800 million. Yeah. And think, oh my God, imagine if you gave that money to the people. Yeah. What that could have done for people. Do you know what $800 million could have done for Africa? Uh, Not much, I don't think. Do you want to know exactly what it could have done? Okay, what would it have done? It could have have fed Africa. Mm -hmm. Yep, everyone in Africa Mm -hmm. for two days. Just two days, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just short term, basically. Short term um, problem solving. No long long term benefits yeah and the thing is is that i think this project was done about uh-huh. 7 years ago yeah and um the benefit that the farmers and the uh, consumers in africa have had has been unbelievable. unbelievable yeah unbelievable and also another thing in africa and a lot of places in um um in asia as well yeah um banking is a big problem yeah uh, and the rise of fintechs yep. has been a result of the satellites that we have, which is put in place to because, of, um, uh, uh, because of uh, space travel. Yeah. And what, that, what has that done? That has built economies. Mm-hmm. You know, people who are now poor, people who are uneducated, yeah. uh, are now able to do mobile banking. Yeah. Whereas before it was impossible in those areas. You couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, let alone real banking. Yeah. People would literally have money stuffed in their mattresses. Yeah. It was shocking stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, all you needed was 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 a dog to come in your room and chew your life savings to bits. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was it was really really shocking stuff, and now mm-hmm. people are in a position where they can deal on on a on a national and international platform. Yeah. They can transfer money to each other through mobile mm-hmm. banking. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. Space travel and spe- and also improving communication, like with the the um, improving the speed of communication as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we have to talk about is the unbelievable benefit that space travel and space campaigns mm-hmm. have had on education. Yes. Yeah. We are both big, big believers and, and quite vocal on the dire situation of uh, education here in the UK mm-hmm. uh, with regards to its limitations put on creativity and yep. inno- innovative thinking. Yeah. We both believe that... It puts you in a box. Yeah, it restricts you from an early age. It really does. Yeah. It, indoctr- it, it institutionalizes and indoctrinates you yeah. with a set path in life. Yeah. And it really does not encourage innovation, entrepreneurship. Free thinking. Free, free thinking. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that 
Listen, I did not do a STEM degree. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what is a STEM? That's um, uh, science, technology, engineering, and engineering, maths, Engineering, right? one of those, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you did STEM no. at uni either. No. Okay, I like to think I did a STEM sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the amount, of, the amount of research I've done to this stuff, I feel like I have done some sort of STEM degree. It's, it sounds like you've done more of a STEM degree after. Yeah, like no, they... right, yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, but here's here's the thing, um, s- STEM degrees unfortunately in the past haven't been very popular. No, because the way the the way the marketing is done or the way they're sold in in like A levels is they're quite monotonous. Uh, monotonous, and the the textbooks are not appealing, and you don't have like characters that sort of sell those aspects of doing a STEM degree. No, unfortunately yeah. not. But you know what I have to say, though? And a lot of the teachers tend, uh, the impression, uh, the ones I've had, a lot of the teachers tend to not be so dynamic and yeah. enthusiastic about that topic. It really is down to marketing. Yeah. Like, you, you, you really hit the nail on the head there. And unfortunately, the entire STEM industry isn't marketed in the most flattering no, way. No, not at all. You know, they need to hire a publicist. <laughs> Uh, PR. That's what they need. Yeah. They need good PR. And I think that when the government decides to put uh, more money into a space campaign, mm-hmm. for example, I, from what I understand, the biggest increase of STEM interest mm-hmm. was during uh, the Apollo 13 mission. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that was time. like the biggest thing that was happening in the world. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be a scientist. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Yeah. And I thought that was really quite interesting. That, you know, if, if um, uh, you know, like, for example, now SpaceX, mm-hmm. they're the new cool thing. Mm-hmm. Who's the coolest billionaire in the world? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. You know, what is that guy doing? He's yeah. making bloody electric cars. Yeah. He's building rockets and he's building um, uh, solar cells. Yeah. And now he's decided to build tunnels and dig tunnels under L.A. Okay, what's, um, what's he digging the tunnels for? Uh, the Boring Company. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, what he's doing is LA's got a huge problem with congestion. Yeah. Um, so what he's done is he's analysed the capability of building bridges in LA okay. and having a three-dimensional road system. But underground. Um, but he's realised that there's, uh, there's significant issues with doing that. And it's actually a lot better to build a 3D system underground, that goes underground. Underground. So this is for cars and lorries and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. So what you can actually do now is you go into the tunnel, yeah. you park onto a little platform, yeah, and that platform is electric. Oh, so the conveyor belt. Yeah. So you don't actually drive no. your car. Okay. No. Okay. Um, and what it does is it gets you up to like 150 miles an hour. So it's like a super highway underground. Yeah. Yeah. So it accelerates and you to that point. That's and right. Then, then you come out. Okay. And you can get from one side of LA to the other, I think in seven minutes. Wow. Which is unbelievable. And it normally takes people 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So I you mean. Just ju- you jump. But will they be like told? Like you'll have to play like a massive toll to go on them. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I do know that this is government funded. Okay. So he's not, I don't think he's putting a tremendous amount of his own capital behind it. Mm-hmm. But I think he won the tender. Okay. So he's doing for it for with the gov- yeah. Los Angeles at the moment. Only LA. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that's where he lives. Yeah. So he's doing it where he lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely something that will be implemented across the world. Okay. Um, but yeah, the most, the most exciting billionaire in the world right now. Is, is Jeff Bezos yeah. and Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And both of them are building r- rockets. Jeff Bezos is building them with Blue Origin, I think it's called. Yeah. And Elon Musk is doing it with SpaceX. 
the Jeff one, are they for basically um, space tourism? Is he the one, or that's Richard Branson because he's got Yeah, one. that's uh, Virgin Galactic. Yeah, Virgin Galactic. No, but, but you need to also understand that I think all of them are going to be eventually, allowing that. Yeah, because yeah. right, that's going to fund it, basically. Eventually, once space tourism takes off, at, at the moment, I, I believe it's around £100,000. Yeah, £200,000, yeah, £300,000. Uh, eventually, over time, that will, they uh, Richard Branson was talking about getting that down to around £10,000. Yeah. And then you're going to get some serious income coming in, and then that can be reinvested into the research programmes. Yeah, big time. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, is that um, uh, when, it, when it comes to this kind of stuff, the biggest thing, that Elon Musk has managed to do mm. is create a reusable rocket. Yes. And be able to get out of the gravitational pull um, as well, uh, efficiently and then not costing too much to reuse the, the different element parts of that rocket. No, not even reusing the different element parts, yeah. reusing the whole rocket. The whole rocket. Yeah. Okay. The whole thing. Yeah. Which is unbelievable mm-hmm. because one of the biggest expenses in space exploration has been once you use a rocket. Yep. You start that's from it. scratch again. Yeah, you start from scratch. Yeah, that's it's like what, a Kodak camera. Yeah, yeah. so that's why they, they, their missions were so expensive. Every Just tremendously element. expensive. Yeah. And now they can do the same thing in like 30 missions. Okay. You know, which is crazy with the Falcon rocket and the Falcon Heavy, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Really is. But yeah, okay. that was a good one. Okay. That was pretty uh, good. Any uh, have you got... Um, uh, messages you want to read out or... Let's have a look. Do you want to play a track now? Let's have a look. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and then the so, merchandise Omar will be bringing out soon. Oh, yeah. We actually got our supply um, chain. Yeah, we got our uh, second sample through uh, this morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't shown it to you yet. Uh, we'll, we'll look at that afterwards. Okay. Uh, I'm actually really happy with it. Yeah. I think it looks a lot better than the first one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super happy, actually. Okay. I think that that's what we're going to go with. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll check that out afterwards. Uh, today we're going to be playing. Oh God, what should we do? No more fires by Sleepy Fish. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah, so that should be quite fun. Um, shall I just check if I've got any um, messages? Yeah, that I could play. Sorry, that I could read. <laughs> and um, it also, you can. Uh, we did in the past. I remember. We encouraged people to leave voice messages as well. Apparently, you can leave voice messages. You know what? And I think we that's did... been taken off. Oh, have they taken yeah, that Spotify function off? Yeah, cut that off now. Oh, that was a good function. It was a good function. Remember, we got quite a few. Yeah, we had quite a few uh, voice messages and we would listen to them and then just uh, compliment and uh, re- not replay the message if you didn't want to, but just mention that out again. But it's a shame. They've taken that feature off. Yeah, it is a shame, to be fair. Because some people find it easier to leave a voice message than type out a I message. Got a, uh, I, got, I got a message, actually, from uh, one of our listeners uh, saying that they tried to leave a voice message, but they couldn't. Oh, shame. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully, <laughs> uh, Spotify are listening to this, and maybe they could relaunch that service. Yeah, listen, Spotify. We or... are literally banking everything on your platform. Yeah, it doesn't okay. make sense. So you come on. Reduce the functionality. Literally. What are you guys doing? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we got this comment. Uh, again, it's anonymous. Okay. Um, and they said, hey, guys, absolutely love the rebrand. Really great job. Really great job. <laughs> and loving the new content. Okay, Keep cool. it up. Keep it coming. That's nice. Cool. That's lovely. Yeah. That's really quite nice. Okay. Brilliant. But, yeah, enjoy the track. Yeah. Uh, so, see you guys on the next uh, project. Yep. Stay safe and uh, yeah, keep curious. stay curious. Okay. Brilliant. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Bye.